Hey, welcome to the Romcom Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Letterboxd at Romcom Podcast to see what we've watched, what we rated them, and what we're going to watch next. Today we're watching Spirited Away. For anyone who hasn't seen it, it's about a 10-year-old girl named Chihiro and her parents who stumble upon a seemingly abandoned amusement park. After her mother and father are turned into giant pigs, Chihiro meets the mysterious Haku, who explains that the park is a resort for supernatural beings who need a break from their time spent in the earthly realm, and that she must work there to free herself and her parents. Be nice to get away. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, today we're talking about Spirited Away. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Uh, what was everybody's just like initial thoughts on it like did you like it or did you hate it i liked it yeah i did too i thought it was really interesting i think i'm somewhere in like the middle i definitely am don't did not hate it by any means but i think it's one of those movies it's like within the past like a month i've had so many people tell me how amazing it was it's like usually when i'm in that situation i go in like i think my expectations cause me to be underwhelmed even though like the movie was like pretty good you know what i mean yeah i get that Um, yeah Especially um, after, was it? It was either before or after we dropped you off, Ethan, the, the last night when we were with mm-hmm. Carmen in the car, and she was talking about this director and everything, and how yeah. like these were yeah. like her favorite movies and everything. I was like, okay, okay. I again, what Bailey just said. Like, I think that it it's a really good movie. It's a really like for like an animated movie. It has a lot of. Like the animation super good. The content itself is super good, which usually in an animated movie, not all the time, but for the most part, you either get one or the other. Yeah. And like the other one is lacking. So mm-hmm. I thought in both parts uh, were really good in this movie. I think it was just a weird movie. Yeah, definitely. And I like, yeah, it definitely wasn't like the greatest movie of all time. I definitely don't think, yeah. I definitely don't even think it's like my favorite animated movie of all time, but it was really cool. And I was like pleasantly surprised because I didn't really, I had seen it once when I was like really little, but I didn't remember anything about it except for that creepy no face thing. Dude, like, yeah, that, yeah. Thing was weird. Yeah. that thing scared me when I was little, but like, besides that, I wasn't really expecting anything. Uh-huh. So like, I wasn't like, I was pretty surprised by how much I liked it. Yeah. Dude, I literally just realized this came out in 2001. Like right now I'm looking at it. Oh, I know. I didn't even yeah. know that. I was literally, I was going to bring up, um, that creepy no face thing. It, mm-hmm. So when I was a kid, uh, they had like the Star Wars animated movie, mm-hmm. thousand three. That's not even canon anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, like there was a character in that which, like, I'll show you guys right now. That literally, like, oh, I can't screen share. But anyways, there's a character from that that literally I looks has that YouTube has that same. I don't, I don't remember the character's name or anything. I have it pulled up on YouTube like at the exact moment, but there's a character that looks exactly like that with that like mm-hmm. face mask. Yeah. And then once he gets uh, like blown up or whatever and starts to like get defeated, he starts eating like the clone troopers and starts getting bigger and bigger. So it's literally oh, that oh. same character. And so the- they just ripped off spirit. Well, what I was, well, at first I thought that the clone wars animation came out first. And oh, um, so I thought that maybe I didn't think that spirited away copied it, which obviously they didn't, they came out first, mm-hmm. but I, I still don't think that star Wars copied it. I think that probably has something. That's probably some like lore. Like, uh, yeah, maybe character. it's just like this movie was so big, you know, it's like, you never know. 
Like, yeah. um, cause this, um, this won an Oscar, which I didn't know until I looked this up. It was like the first like foreign animation to win an Oscar. Yeah. I think I it's like that. deserving. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think so um, too. I think a lot of like the things that happened in, the, in this movie had like a bunch of like meaning behind it. Like, mm-hmm. like, um, like for like a couple, for like a brief little portion of the movie, like that no, that no face character. Like I, I like, mm-hmm. especially when he was starting to like give gold and whatnot, I think he was yeah. really representing like green stuff. Yeah. And so were like the parents at the beginning when they turned into pigs. I thought that yeah. was like, like glutton. Yeah. Yeah. Glutton see, that green. was my thing when I was watching it, I was like, from like an American standpoint, I was thinking of like religion as like the, like the meaning behind it. But I was like, wait, this is yeah. a Japanese movie probably doesn't mean that, you know, well, maybe not like that direct meaning, but like, they still have like, um, things that represent basically the same thing yeah. as that, you know? And mm-hmm. like, that's what like, like pigs. Yeah. Like, those are obviously animals that are, which are like very low on the totem pole or whatever you want to call it. And like, that's why, like her parents, because they, for whatever reason in the movie, it never explains it why they look down on humans. Yeah. Um, but that's why they get turned into pigs is because they're seen as disgusting creatures. Yeah. And because they yeah. were shoving their faces full of yeah. food. Like, um, yeah, that's the thing is like, they were just like, oh, this is here. Let's eat it. And then we're just shoving their face. So like, yeah, they're going to turn into pigs. Yeah. And it's like, um, I think I watched like some videos and stuff on it and they were saying it's got like, uh, like a lot of people think it's got something to do with like, um, like capitalism in Japan and stuff and how like, yeah, I'd seen that. Seen yeah. That like video. in Japan, like a lot of people just, you know, are really like striving to get to the top and like yeah. pretty much how it is here too. But I don't, I yeah. just, you know, referencing Japan cause that's where the movie's from. Yeah. But, um, so I could see that going in it too, like just greed and like the same things. And it's like, uh, the main character, what's her fucking name? <laughs> uh, Jahiro. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Jahiro is the only one who, like, doesn't succumb to any of that, you know? Like, No Face is trying to give her the gold, and she's like, no, thank you. Like, I don't need yeah. that. She doesn't want to eat the food. She's not, like, trying to intrude on this place that, like, her parents are trying to, like, explore, you know? Yeah. So it's like she kind of represents, like, pure. Just, yeah, pure. And, like, I think what i was getting from it yeah i was like don't lose like your childhood innocence because it like it's like the root of all evil comes from everything after that you know yeah Yeah. like yeah i was gonna make that same exact mm -hmm. point is like she was like the even though everyone in that i guess you would call it a town or whatever whatever wherever she was stuck kind of like looked down on her she was like the only person that kind of like kept the same um like stature and like how she conducted herself and just like that that pure pureness selfless yeah selflessness there we go um yo i thought speaking on just like the deeper meaning um this just coming from a video i saw because i ended up watching it twice and then looking up just some explanations and stuff because people love it so much they some people have like dove really deep into maybe like this deeper meaning and on the whole idea of like the, the him addressing 
capitalism and stuff with the movie uh this the first time when uh jihiro goes down to the boiler room and meets kamaji and there's all those little dust speckles moving the coals and stuff mm-hmm. when she throws a piece of coal in the furnace almost looks like a pig and mm-hmm. i was listening to the video and it was talking about how it could have been a reference to here's all these people working under this huge bathhouse, just like barely keeping it going. And then like above, it's just like, you know, just go, go, go work, work, work. Then you run out, then you've got to keep going. And they're just like working their asses off. So I thought it was interesting. I mean, for like, you know, a PG movie to be, you know, you don't even be able to look like that a, deep into it. Yeah. 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 And especially that scene, like when she first meets Kamaji and uh she's trying to get a job, so she uh she sees that one like dust bunny that gets crushed by the coal and she picks it up and she throws it in the fire. And then they all start like uh crushing themselves with the coal because yeah. they're like, Oh, yeah. this person will do my job anyway. You know, it's like yeah. people are always looking for a way to like deflect that off of themselves onto something else, but still like get the same benefits, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you could look at that and almost think of like unemployment or something. Like yeah, if you were to true. really like be that right person, now. Yeah, yeah, if you were really like wanted to just like just dissect every single point, and if we were just you well, know just to a what if, it's like yeah. yeah, I mean you know yeah, and like the thing with like exactly what you said, unemployment is like that that first whatever speck that like got crushed needed the help, whereas the other were just kind of like oh. Yeah, okay. well, if he's getting it, then like, yeah, you know, like we don't actually you know, need it, but like we'll take it and we'll yeah. sit back, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Which, like everyone in the movie is looking for that like out. thing to, yeah, that out because they're all working to the bone for no reason, you know. And that's the thing; it's like those dust specks have like a spell on them that's making them do this. And it's like if they can find a way out of that with no fault of their own, it's like why would you not, you yeah. know? Yeah. In like a society that makes you think this is the only way. Like, you know, in this, like, this really um, exaggerated, like, capitalist society, like, that, you know, this one lady's controlling everything and, like, literally, like, they have to be there because, like, there's a spell on them. It's like, if you can find that way to get out of it, it's like, why would you not do it, you know? Yeah, it's definitely all interesting. I don't, like, I never go through a movie and... Like I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, like the deep, you know, I, I really, yeah, I'm never really thinking that deep into it as far as like some people have with this. Mm-hmm. I think they're like all cool theories and stuff, but, um, you know, it's like you could easily say that, but then if you ask the guy, you know, he could be like, oh, I was just doing it to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but when I was watching this one, I think because it's a kids movie, it's it's laid out a little simpler than you would think, you know, mm-hmm. because like the second I saw her parents as pigs, the first thing in my head was like, Oh, like this means something about either greed or like yeah. gluttony, you know? Yeah. Same. Like, yeah. Some were a little obvious about like, you know, mm-hmm. the no face kept feeding himself and kept giving gold and they mm-hmm. didn't, they were just, you know, taking all the gold and stuff. It was, there was definitely some like pretty obvious themes in it. I thought. Yeah. And I think with like it being animation, um, and you like, like I wouldn't really specifically call this a kids movie, you know. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's an animation gives it kind of like that, um, that way to sneak all these themes in without yeah. it being yeah. so like upfront and in your face. Yeah, and I think that's like a lot of 
animation, especially in kids' movies, if you go back and look at like, like you know, ones. good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Shrek. Well, yeah. That's, <laughs> well, that's like, uh, the, like the way they construct the theme in this, it reminded me a lot of like The Last Airbender because it's like, it's a mask by mm-hmm. this children's show. But if you think about The Last Airbender, it's, I mean, talking about you know equality of race and stuff and here's this mm-hmm. fire nation you know who thinks they're the best and it's like actually way deeper than yeah. just a nickelodeon tv show and i think you know there's a lot to this to this studio ghibli movie that's you know holds yeah. the same values theme wise and stuff which is cool yeah. i really enjoy it. I, I like that a lot yeah and i think for some reason like this specific art style and this like specific type of animation can, can do like a really good job at like explaining hard themes more than a Pixar movie could. I don't know why, but for some reason, every time I see a movie like this, it even a TV show, it tends to be deeper. Yeah. Yeah. And like the thing with like this animation is like, it's still, it's definitely like, it's not realistic or anything, but it still kind of has that feeling of being real. Mm -hmm. Like just like a little bit, whereas like a Pixar movie, like cars or whatever, like yeah. there's like that just it looks like animation like it came out of computer whereas this is like it looked like you, they still put in all that emotion yeah. like it just feels yeah. real still as well as a hundred percent knowing that it's animated, yeah it looks like the know? characters yeah. actually came off of like a piece of paper you know like yeah. the old like Walt Disney's and mm-hmm. stuff like that versus uh you know, Pixar, which is all computer generated. I don't know if this movie was computer generated or not, but I'm pretty sure it was hand drawn. Okay, because it's got yeah, like it you looks. know, or we, like we were talking about Iron Giant in like the last episode and stuff. Like, I think a lot of the reasons why some of those animation movies are so great it's because just the artistic creativity that's gone into it beforehand has given any every character like way more life than you know it would have if it came from somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, the art style for me, you know, I like the story. I'll admit, I, I, you know, I got a little bored at parts, but uh, doesn't mean it's like a bad movie. But what kept me is the art style, dude. I mean, just the scenes, all of it. I yeah, really, it, they made it really easy to get lost in that. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's like the difference between this and a Pixar movie is like the world building. The world, yeah, like, the around world, them yeah, the is more important. Yeah, like, that seems more important to them than, like, just the characters, which mm-hmm. I think is really cool and can get you lost in the film easier. And that's yeah. the thing is, when I went into it, watching, like, an animated movie as an adult, I was kind of skeptical. I was like, I don't know if this is going to be my Same. thing, you know? But then I watched it, and I was immediately, like, hooked. Within yeah. the first five minutes, I was like, oh, this is... Me too. This is awesome. And not necessarily because of the story that grew on me as the movie went along. But Mm -hmm. within the first five minutes, I was like, this movie is beautiful. I can already like see what they're building. We had the Audi and stuff, the colors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I like that. How they were driving an Audi too. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Um, yeah. Just touching base on the world building too. Like, like the, the very beginning of the movie where she's running down to the boil, boiler room, or I guess mm-hmm. she she's kind of fell and ended up running down those yeah. stairs. And then uh, that frog comes out of the window and it's just like, so casually just going about his business, smoking a oh, cigar, yeah. like, yeah, like it just like adds to the world. And like in that moment, I was just like, Oh, this kind of reminds me of like a TMNT kind of thing for some reason. I don't know why. 
but because he kind of like, looked like a turtle. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. yeah. Well, it was cool. Like I think that's a good point. Just talking about the world it builds and the atmosphere because it's the first Studio Ghibli movie I've seen, and just that one in particular. It's like I yeah like did I think just me personally did I get a little bored with the story at times like yeah but it's like the whole atmosphere of the world and the art style was like made it worth it to stick along with and mm-hmm. it was a really like specific and fresh and new art style or like just world in general yeah um it was just cool like when she first pulls up and their her parents are eating and then all the she first meets Haku or and all mm-hmm. the lights go out and the water rises up and you see the town you know across the huge lake it's just like this whole world mm-hmm. um it's definitely really easy to get lost in um there's this I I think he's Japanese. Um, I don't know much about him. It's kind of hard to find information on him. Uh, Yeah, so his name is Hiroshi Nagai. He's Mm -hmm. a Japanese artist raised in the countryside of Tokushima. And he was pretty much like a pioneer. And um, he's got this like city pop art style. Um, If you want to look that up, uh, Caleb, I can send you a link. Uh, Is it this? no, that's the director. Um, I'll send a link, but it's his the way like his you you look at his paintings, and it's you just get drawn in by this little scene that he's made, and a lot of the art style in Spirited Away like reminded me a lot of his paintings and stuff because it's just like this world that you can just look at and get sucked into for however long you want to. It's just that's you know that's probably my was my favorite part about the movie. If, yeah. Oh, yeah, that stuff is cool. Wow. Yeah, it's really awesome. Yeah, and I also really was surprised with this movie because of, like, the pacing. You know, because um, most movies tend to wait till like, the 20-minute mark for their like them to establish the story of what's going on, you know? And yeah. within, like, the first five minutes of this movie, they were already, like, in the spirit world. It, like, the story happened yeah, really yeah. quick and got started really fast, and I just thought the whole movie was, like, paced really well you know i i appreciated that too it didn't you know the beginning and then it's like five minutes in or however long and like the story it's like we're going like we're rolling yeah i i did really appreciate that and most like animation movies are made for kids so they tend to be faster but this one wasn't like annoyingly fast you know Mm -hmm. it was just the right pacing to where i was pleasantly surprised by it but like i wasn't annoyed with how fast it was going you know yeah and it's kind of a long movie too when you think about yeah, it for an animation yeah. like it's like 2, two hours. hours yeah and to keep a kid's attention span for 2 hours you know is like it's a bold move to mm-hmm. do that in an animated movie and i remember watching this when i was like really little and i i only watched it once and i like thought it was cool when i watched it but i was roped in like the whole time mm-hmm. yeah and i think that the the fact that it really kind of gets straight into the story really helps with that cuz like if they had yeah. just spent that time like I know it kind of set it up that her fa- her family was just moving to wherever they were. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it points out their house even, but like if it had taken even more time to kind of like, they get to the house, she mm-hmm. goes to school, she starts wandering around and then she finally finds it, that sort of thing. Like yeah. I feel like you would have lost a lot of people doing that. Yeah, definitely. And I think it also helps that it was her parents that brought them into all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Kind of like they were like, stop being a, a scaredy cat yeah because if it would have 
if it would have been her just peeking on her own, then would have kind of ruined her whole character dynamic. And like, you know, she would have been yep. the one that's turned into a pig or like mm. the one causing trouble. You know, it was like, it was the fact that she didn't want to, and she knew it was a bad idea from the start and her parents didn't that just show that like, maybe your initial intuition is smarter than like what you learn sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And you're growing up to think that it's like, no matter what an adult says, like they're right. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm not necessarily saying it speaks on this, but you could think about it in a way it's like, you know, just the importance of having that dynamic in a father and mother and like a child mm-hmm. giving them an actual voice to like, talk about like what's on their mind and, and not just thinking of them as this, little human being who doesn't have the same mental capacity you know whatever yeah but yeah because uh, it's really th- their parents who got her into that whole mess and she's yeah. the one who ends up getting them out of it you know what i mean and, yeah and you could really kind of see the difference in their like in like wasn't this a uh, movie originally in japanese yeah. yeah and it was overdubbed in english so you can yeah. really see the difference culturally and how the parents kind of treated her oh um, yeah i know and they, re- they, they were really, really rude. Yeah, they really talked down to her. And yeah. then, like, she ended up saving them, which obviously they mm-hmm. don't know. Mm-hmm. But she really went through that whole the whole story, obviously. And, like, she came out stronger than, like, what they would have probably thought, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, they, like, you just see, just, like, again, the difference culturally and how the parents were kind of speaking down to her. But, like, she pushed through and persevered throughout that whole story and like did things that she obviously wouldn't have done beforehand if her parents were still around, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you can find that same theme and especially, especially the eighties, like American, uh, you know, hit classics like home alone is literally that their parents are such fuck ups that they leave their kids somewhere every year. And he has to figure it all out. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, it's totally playing on that theme of like the parents. The fact, sorry, keep going. Just the, the, you know, the thing we were talking about, it's like, you know, the parents are the ones who get the child in trouble, you know, yeah. it's not, not, not vice versa. So yeah, just the fact that the parents do that multiple times. <laughs> yeah, more, I multiple know. Movies. Was like four movies, like four Christmases <laughs> in a row. They leave. How have they not gotten arrested? Yet? Know. You know? Yeah. And Joe Pesci is always there ready to pounce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, for real. Yeah. But also like, I think it can also speak on the, whole theme of like capitalism and stuff in the movie when you know they're not listening to this kid when this kid is just trusting their gut but it's um it's the parents and what they've learned and what they've like been taught to like want you know that Mm -hmm. makes them go in here and makes them eat this food and gets them in trouble in the first place and it's like maybe we need to listen to like those initial instincts we have instead of like taking all that away, you know, because like every day you grow up, your like imagination gets kind of less and less than when you were like five, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, they've kind of just come into this reality of, yeah, we need to make money. We need to do this. We need to do this, you know, and this kid is basically doesn't care about any of that, you know? Yeah. The one thing that really didn't make sense to me, I guess, um, was just at the beginning of the movie when they just started eating, he's like, your daddy has credit card and cash money. Like I'll pay for this after we eat it. Like who does that? Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. That was like speaking into the whole deeper meaning thing we were talking about though. It's like, 
take more because they were eating way more than they needed. Mm-hmm. And I think well, yeah. can speak on, you know, it's like, Oh, I've got, a, I've got credit. It's like, it doesn't yeah. matter. Like we can keep taking, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Um, I think that was like, the, only, the only thing in the movie that I was like, was like, what the heck? Yeah. Even even like all the weirder parts, like I was just kind of like, yeah. okay, this is like the story, like yeah. blah blah blah. But like the, that part specifically, I was just like, yeah, that would never and, happen. And it's also like, oh, I have money, I can do whatever I want. You know, it's like money solves everything. It's like you don't have to yeah. wait for someone to ask. And especially in Japan, where respect is a huge part of their culture, you know, she has to bow to everybody she meets, yep. and to just take food like that is very un like disrespectful. You know, yep. yeah. so when he's just like, Oh, I have credit cards. I got cash. I got everything they could ask me for to pay for this. Like, it's fine. Mm, it's just yeah. money. People believe that money can solve yeah. all these problems. Well, maybe they, they, really don't, they don't want your money. Like, yeah. People think cash is King. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, I think the yeah, idea of thinking cash is King. And like, I think that's played on a lot. Um, especially toward the, I think it's around the middle part of the movie when the the stink spirit comes into the bathhouse oh yeah and everybody's just disgusted by it but then as soon as it has something to offer because yeah, like they yeah. pulled they pulled the bicycle out and all the know, garbage came out yeah and then uh what's what was the the witch's name um uh, it was um yubaba Yubaba, when Yubaba found out that it was a different spirit, you know, she obviously came rushing in to help and was like, oh, let's do this. Yeah, uh, exactly. And then she ran up to um, Sin, who is, what? what's her actual name? That was Jihiro. Uh, and then Jihiro, through, yeah. Through the middle of the movie. Sure. Well, yeah, her name's Sin. Yeah. But um, she runs up to her and it's like, you did it. Like, he's a very powerful and rich person. Mm-hmm. Like, and then and- beforehand, she was very... Um, like against having that yeah. creature there mm-hmm. and the spirit ends up giving her that like green ball that pretty much moves the plot like three big times the rest of the yeah. movie but it's like you know jihiro was the one who gave that spirit the bath and like even though she didn't want to she did anyways because it was a guess and like yeah. because of that she got rewarded and you know so on, did, so can we talk on. about how the reward was a ball that made you throw up yeah, I know, yeah. but it was like apparently important because I remember <laughs> yeah, but three it, it times saved, someone yeah. almost died and like it saves the coup and no face. And like I think the money thing is really showed when uh no face comes in there and is, you know, just mm-hmm. giving them all gold and they're all rushing to him to get this gold and then he's literally eating people, yeah. but uh Yubaba's fine with it because they're making all this money, you know? Yeah. I was gonna say and she'll insane. she'll sacrifice a million workers to get this gold and yeah. you know. I think that's what a lot of, you know, big companies want to do too. And will, well, do, yeah. you know, yeah, I think that was yeah. the biggest Testament to like greed in that mm-hmm. movie. What was yeah. the, what those scenes with no face? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's just like a, it's a weird, exaggerated animated version of like reality where people will, you know, sacrifice like a hundred thousand workers and move them to like another country where they can get cheaper labor, you know, and like just to make a dollar, they'll, take all these people out of work you know Hmm. it's just greed at the end of the day what what would you say um i know we're talking about like all these like deeper meanings what Mm -hmm. what about the um the twin sister to the witch yeah i don't know i think or do you think that was just kind of like part of the story 
and not um, doesn't really have a deeper meaning. I'm sure it has some sort of meaning behind it. I think that there's like for every horrible person like that, there's a good person with the same amount of value, I guess, you know, like you Baba yeah. runs this whole big thing, but her, but she's still afraid of her sister, you know, who lives this yeah. simple life, but she knows she could take her down if she needed to. And if she wanted to, you know, yeah. I don't know exactly, but that's just like my initial. Yeah, see, that was the only thing I couldn't wrap my head around was like, mm-hmm. obviously the twin sister really is a pivotal part in like that part of the movie and, mm-hmm. and like is important for the story to get driven. But I just couldn't like everything else we saw in the movie. It was like, Oh, like that probably has something to do with this. Like that probably mm-hmm. means greed. That probably yeah. has something to do with um, money and, you know, capitalism, whatnot. But like the twin sister thing, I, I just, nothing came to mind for me for that other than I'm watching this movie. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, it's like, there's a side to it that you can dissect and there's the other side, which I think is preferable for me at least to where it's like just a really pretty movie. And it's like, you have the option to dissect it and think about all these things if you want to. But at the end of the day, it's like, it doesn't need those things to be good necessarily. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't like trying to like, um, trash no, on that part of the movie. Cause I still love that part. Yeah. No, I know. But I think that's I, I what just, a good movie should allow you to do is to, yeah. is to dive into it like that. Um, and I think a good movie is something that base level without thinking about it at all is still a good movie. And that's what I like about this story is that yeah. if you don't look at any of the meaning behind it, you know, anything deeper than what is on screen, it's still a good story and like has a good message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Cause if you, go, if you do go in as the kid, like this story is still has all those attractive qualities that mm-hmm. would keep you sucked in for yeah. the whole two hours, which is really important because it is a two hour animated movie. Yeah. And I think even without looking into it, you would still leave that movie with the like message of be a better person, you know, mm-hmm. and be a yeah. like nice, kind person to people and keep it will work out. Yeah. And it will work out in your favor, you know? Mm-hmm. So like without, yeah, without bringing that into a real life aspect, I think kids will still leave that movie with the same thing. An adult, hopefully could leave with it too. Yeah. And the, so like the, I think that kind of bleeds over to the part with Haku um, mm-hmm. or master Haku, whatever he wants to be called. Um, Cause like, obviously he's hoping um, sin and mm-hmm. throughout the movie. And um, is like, I know you He like, obviously they don't have that memory anymore. So like yeah. they, he doesn't know how, but would you later find out? But he's like, I know you, like I'm I'm your friend, I'm helping you do this, this, and this, and then you know we'll we'll figure it out. And then once she gets to the boiler room, and that character kind of tells her that she has he, she has to go see the witch to get a job or whatever. Um, Lynn comes in, and, and basically Lynn says to sin like that haku works for whoever and like for like for like a little bit there it was kind of like oh did he just trick her into signing a contract with yeah i know with with the witch and like yeah but then you realize she's holding all these people pretty much hostage by yeah you know and so it's like it's the whole thing with um like you can't obviously this is going to be like the most stereotypical thing I could say, but like, don't judge by the cover. Cause like mm-hmm. he, 
he works for her, but he is trying to help sin, you know, like he, yeah. he's doing everything that he can. Whereas, you know, everyone else kind of like sees him as this henchman, um, that does, you know, they hear that he does things for her, the dirty whatnot, work, the dirty work, but like no one really knows. And they, they're just spreading all these rumors. Whereas he's like, actually like a, seemingly to us a good character that's trying but to the thing is is he is doing the dirty work you know well, yeah but I it's know. because she's got this hold on him and yeah. like taking away his identity you know well, which is which is again speaks to a deep deeper meaning mm-hmm. with people that are you know in a job where they don't yeah. have any other options you know mm-hmm. yeah and they lose their self to like the trying everyday struggle it. yeah yeah so i um Actually, I'm reading something pretty cool here. Apparently, the downtown district of where pretty much the heart of the movie takes place is actually based on a city in uh, Taiwan. Really? That uh, Miyazaki, I'm, I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. Uh, he uh, It says like he visited one day or he visited one time and he went to this tea house and the tea house is actually based on or the bathhouse is based on the tea house that he went to. Oh, wow. That would be really cool to go That's visit cool. that um, yeah. sometime. Yeah. So the, the downtown, like where the bathhouse is like stationed before they like go into the water. Yeah. And the, the, yeah. the shop area where her parent towards the beginning where they're eating mm-hmm. the food and stuff, yeah. that's all based on like an actual city in Taiwan, apparently. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. That's really cool. That'd be a very cool little, I mean, just going over to Asia would be sick. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did y'all have any, um, like, problems with the ending? Or did you guys like how it ended? I called that none of our parents were going to be the pigs. Yeah, I did I too. That. I and I was, yeah, and I was watching that and I was like, why was this so quick? Well, it was you a know? throwback to the, it was a throwback to Haiku saying that she was a trickster. She's going to try and trick him. Yeah, it was just so quickly, like, oh, you got me. Like, goodbye. Yeah. You yeah, know. True. It might have also been just, all right, we're like at an hour and 55 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Let's figure it out real quick. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think I needed to see anything else for that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I did. No. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there was, there didn't need to be a long-winded goodbye to anyone. Mm-hmm. And her whole mission, the whole story was to get out as quickly as possible and get her parents, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I, there wasn't anything else that needed to be added to that part where she's leaving to really in the story yeah. in, in like a um, satisfying way. Yeah. True. Like I didn't have like a problem with it, but I was like, that's it. You know? Yeah. I know what you mean. I thought it was satisfying. Yeah. And I really liked the last scene before like she gets back to her parents with her and Haku and he's like, don't look back, don't look back. And then when she finally gets out of the tunnel, it's just black. And like, that's just yeah. gone, you know? And, yeah. And I like the part where they showed her kind of like twitch to look back, but then she like, doesn't like she was thinking yeah. about it real hard. Cause like, mm-hmm. I mean, and that's the thing with any, like, I think it's again, a deeper meaning of like, even though sometimes you hate a place, you still kind of love it, you know? Yeah. And like she she wanted to look back and look at Haku and mm-hmm. now that she was basically free, like it doesn't feel the same, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. I I thought that was a cool little part. 
Mm-hmm. And I liked when they got back to their car and like actual time had passed, you know? Yeah. And they didn't I thought that was cool. It. Yeah. yeah. And like, I liked prank. when they were going through the tunnel and she was like clinging onto her mom again. And her mom said the exact same thing as when they walked into the tunnel, you know, she was like, yeah. don't cling. You're going to make me trip. Well, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Those mm-hmm. shots of like the dad walking were like yeah. the same, just going in different directions as it was mm-hmm. in the beginning of the movie. So it was like the yeah. story comes full circle. Yeah. And it was cool because like, uh, sin has like this whole new perspective, but her parents are doing the literally the exact same thing. Yeah. You know, they learn nothing yeah. from this whole well, that, thing. That could be like a generational thing. You know, it's harder yeah. for older people to kind of change their ways. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, like, it's like these people are going to go on doing the same thing. So it's up to a younger generation to change stuff, you know, exactly. like, yeah, they literally learn nothing from this, you know, two hour long movie, you know, so probably weeks of their time, like on this giant adventure that this girl goes on that probably changes her entire perspective on life forever. And these parents have learned nothing. The people that are supposed to guide her are just as thoughtless as they were when they walked in. Yeah. Not only do they not learn anything, but they don't remember anything. Yeah. Even Mm -hmm. have any clue that all of that happened. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's cool that uh, when she's like, I think I can handle it with the school and stuff, like she gained that confidence that she needed to like be okay with this yeah. like transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm uh I was listening to that and I was just reading up on just some, some cool facts that I've found. And apparently the director of the movie he he did everything. He wrote it, he directed mm-hmm. it, he drew the storyboards. Wow. So like all that one person that's which is actually insane yeah i don't know how you do that i know i mean you gotta think about how long like have y'all ever heard this stuff where they would talk about how like back in like the old days towards like toy story one the amount the ridiculous amount of time it would take pixar to render just three minutes of a scene Mm -hmm. like it would take them months to do like three minutes or something crazy like that and can he drew that whole that, fucking thing. Yeah. yeah. Can you believe that Toy Story was only was was not only is twenty years? Was it like ninety nine or something? Yeah, dude. It's, yeah, like or ninety eight or something like that. That's um, crazy. That isn't is crazy. It does like that's such like when you just think of that number in terms of years, that's such a long time, but it really doesn't seem that long ago. I know. Yeah, speaking of Pixar, do y'all remember towards the end when the lamp with the foot is like guiding? Uh, oh yeah. Arrow? Apparently, that was him, uh, like giving a nod to the Pixar lamp. Actually, that's like, cool. Oh, that's sick. that's exactly that. what I thought about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was him, like giving like a nod to it, or apparently, or something like that. That's but, awesome. Yeah, that that's is awesome. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy to me that was so. What this movie was oh one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> do, um, do either of you guys know the Eggman? I saw you pull that up, <laughs> dude. He looks exactly like that one dude. He does, he does, he oh, does. the um, the boiler room guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't dude. that the uh, Come on, the dude, dude from Sonic? The Eggman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, look, look at him. Yeah. And then, hold on. You got it pulled up on the other tab. I can't. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Like look yeah, at Yeah, he does. <laughs> That's the exact same. Uncanny, yeah. yeah. That's strange. <laughs> so well, funny. 
Okay, so Spirited Away rips off Sonic. What if uh, Spirited Away is a sequel to Sonic? Or a prequel? Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. a deeper meaning. Yeah. That's one of those deeper meanings yeah. I kind of wanted to bring up. It's like Kamani takes his train ticket and then goes to... Uh, a Sonic. secret world where there's hedgehogs running really fast. <laughs> Did you guys ever see the Sonic movie? No, no dude. I got so bored so that I watched it. <laughs> it looks so bad. Yeah, I could but not. Look, going going back to the no face thing. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so like, look. Hold on, that dude. Oh, like look at that. Yeah. Like so similar, and then wait, who's similar? That dude. That dude. Really? Dude. Yes. Well, look. It's look. Well, I'm gonna show you a part where, like, I I'll show you why. But like the face, it's not the exact same face. Are we exploring a deeper meaning that this is the whole movie is actually based on In Star Wars? There's, there's this whole part where, like, they basically gun him down and think that they killed him and then he just starts like getting bigger which Yo, is was that like one a- of the peanuts from the proud family <laughs> <laughs> but look, look he just starts like i guess he doesn't eat them but okay so this has nothing to do with no face from speed it's like look it's like the same kind of idea yeah i get where you're coming from okay <laughs> yeah. i that do <laughs> this animation thinking of like Johnny Test for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Dude, that show sucked. Me too. I thought that was sure it wasn't that bad. I didn't think it was that bad. Who was that kid who was like the rich kid and he was kind of fat with the freckles or whatever? I don't know. I just remember his dog's name was Dookie. And that's like all yeah. I need to know about that show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like that bling bling boy or whatever his name was. Ew. <laughs> Roddy Rich. Roddy <laughs> just sounds like bling bling boy when you say it like that. <laughs> it actually, I think, is. Yep, his name is bling bling boy. Well, that's nice. Yeah, I wish my yeah. name was bling bling boy. It can be. <laughs> you can just call yourself that if you want to. <laughs> True. No eyes. Yeah. So I was. So I, we all watched in the English version, right? Yeah. No, dude, I, I watched Japanese and I just understood it. <laughs> well, there was an option on the DVD I had to do Japanese with the subtitles. And I, well, I just got, I got like, I went some and I ended up taking a break from the movie and going looking at something. And then the video timed out. So I just went back to English. But um, it made me think if there is some if maybe it, it, it would be like, I would like to go and watch another studio Ghibli in the Japanese to maybe just cause we were talking about like the idea of cadences and everything in the last podcast and movies and stuff. And you know, with that like language and stuff, having that different sort of cadence, I wonder if it maybe would give more life to, to the dialogue and stuff. I wonder if y'all like had anything to say about that. Cause I always think yeah. about that stuff. Like when I watch Narcos, it's all in Spanish in with mm-hmm. English subtitles, but I don't think that show would be near as good if it wasn't in Spanish because it's, you know, when they're mad and angry, like they, yeah. the way they pronounce their words are like totally different from the way yeah. we would pronounce angry words and stuff. I was thinking like in the beginning, if, um, if the parents like would have 
like seemed more in place if they were in Japanese, just because um, they could have like that. I feel like they were sounding too nice to be like as rude as they were being to that kid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I wonder if like in the original, like they're a little bit more stern. And do you think that the translation was like a hundred percent? That's exactly what it originally said. Um, I mean, probably as close as it could be, but it's like, that's my thing is if I watched it in Japanese with English subtitles, would I get any more of like a better translation than if they just, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Like if you would get the exact. Yeah. For me, it's more of, it would be more of a focus on like less of the translation and more of just like the inflection, the the pronunciation of it. It's Mm -hmm. like, cause if, 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 you know, me saying, you know, get over here, in English might sound one way, but in Japanese it might sound like more, you know, however, it just might sound different. So mm-hmm. I, I, I would definitely be curious. I'd like to, probably the next one I'll watch, I'll try it the other way just yeah. to see if that adds like the intended, like maybe extra pronunciation or, or something that maybe he would have intended it to, uh, yeah. for everybody to watch it like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I'm like, I'm really glad we watched this though, because I think it like kind of opened I'm glad I finally made the step to start watching these Studio Ghibli movies because I really like the art style and I think a lot of them are probably really cool and I'm like excited to watch more of them, you know? I did too. I mean, we were talking the other day and um, I've really just, I've been interested to just try some anime shows just mm-hmm. because I've just, I've heard so much good about them and yeah. the way the storytelling seems to go with these sort of things. I'd definitely be interested to dive deeper into that. Yeah, the me whole too. Genre. And, you know, especially, uh, you know, after the explosion that like Parasite was mm-hmm. and hearing the director of that talk about, you know, if you just give these, give our movies a try, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Just from that side of that part of the world and stuff, it uh, definitely made me interested to do it. Cause I feel like there's a lot of, lot more good stuff to be found. Yeah. And yeah, I think Asian cinema definitely gets like pushed to the side, especially because, you know, I think Parasite was the first thing since Spirit Away to come from like an Asian country and get like critically acclaimed success in yeah, America. To that like know? level. Yeah. yeah. It might have been. So I'm definitely interested in watching more of these movies and watching more like mm. Korean films and stuff too, like Parasite. Yeah. Well, on the topic of like cinema in different locations, I completely forget that Bollywood is oh, this, like yeah. second biggest grossing, you know, like I'm, I'm pretty sure they're the know. biggest. Oh, they're bigger than Hollywood. I think they, I mean, there's so many people in India. I think they make more money and they definitely produce more content. Like they make so many movies. It's great. It would, it would be fun to do just some sort of deep dive and see, you know, what's their most popular, you know, mm-hmm. what's popular over there. Yeah, because it's like I, you know, being here, it's it's. I forget that there are people making movies everywhere. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like we get so like centered in whatever's coming out here, and just like in pretty much England, you know, is like the only other place I've ever seen like a movie yeah. from. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's so many good movies. I watched like a French film the other day on HBO Max called Black Girl. That was mm-hmm. fantastic, but um. Yeah, it was from like a, the 60s and it was a French film. And they were talking about way deeper shit than American cinema was talking about in like the 60s, you know? Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I forget that. I mean, there's somewhere off in some random place, people mm-hmm. just making movies on like a super low scale. And it'd be really interesting to see like 
how the styles differ. Mm-hmm. You know who we should have on? Who? Dill. Yeah, we should. I told him about it. Um, he's he's down. Yeah. We should have Bong Joon Ho on. Yeah, I'll call him. Yeah. What? We're gonna have Bong Joon Ho on the podcast. I don't know who that is. It's the director of Parasite. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna get him on. <laughs> All right, sick. Him, Christopher Nolan. Uh, I call him Chrissy. Paul Walker. Chrissy. Oh, too soon. Yeah, true. Sorry. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, do y'all want to give a rating of Spirited Away? Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Y'all go first. Bailey, go ahead, man. I'm going to say three and a half. Okay, that's a little higher than I was expecting from you. Yeah, me too. Okay. What do you think, Caleb? Probably say a four. Yeah, I, I was going to go four. Again. I could watch this again. Um and probably pick out some parts that I missed before. Yeah, I was going to go four. I was thinking maybe four and a half, but I think I'm going to stay on four just because it's like, I don't see how a animated movie like this could be any better. You know, like, I think this is everything it needed to be. And I yeah. do want to watch it again. Mm-hmm. And I think it has that replay value. So yeah, I'm going to go with like a strong four. Cause like I'm close Same. to four and a half, but. I think I'm going to leave it up for. Yeah. I get why people give this a five, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we can just do the group score as like a four then. Cause I don't really know mm-hmm. what four and four and three point. Yeah. Would it would be like 3.75. So who cares? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I think four is very fair. Yeah. And um, it's like, I think it lived up to the hype for me as much as like a movie like this would, you know, because it's not like, really my style but i still really really enjoyed it yeah so the average score would be at 3.83 all right so let's round that baby up <laughs> <All right. laughs> i just want to do it the math yeah. now. <laughs> like the star logos when it's filled in it's like almost all the way <laughs> yeah. it's just the one tip <laughs> yeah. yeah hey seriously question though um have you guys seen narcos <laughs> Yeah, hey, actually, though, <laughs> while I got the the form, while I got the floor with this huge platform here, um, that's a sick show. I don't really yeah. think it needs advertising. <laughs> it's it is cool. I still haven't seen anything other than the first season, but I, I really seen like the first any season. of it. It's really good, man. Like you should give it a try. Like you would like it. I need to go back and watch more of it. But I just don't feel like getting invested in a show like that. All right, man. <laughs> Congrats, you, dude. shows have you been invested in? Yeah, it looks like he watches Sons of Anarchy. I've actually heard that's a great show. Yeah, but Caleb just looks like he would be like, Narcos, nah, I'm going to watch these dudes ride motorcycles. Or like, I, I, could watch, I could watch a gang of um, people in a GTA do that. Yeah, yeah true. So I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion, but like, I didn't like It's Always Sunny. I never really got into it. I thought it was hilarious. I, really? it's, and that seems to be the thing. It's like people, it's like you either love it or it's just like maybe I didn't get it. Yeah, I don't know. It was just. They're I, just such messed up people and they just do the wrong thing 
all the time and it's just i don't know i think it's hilarious yeah i'm sure if i like took the time to really like dive into it i think i would like it but i've gotten like five episodes in i'm like dude i just don't oh don't dude, know. The, uh, the first season yeah oh it gets way better from there yeah i just need to I mean, keep that's the thing with it. any show mm-hmm. yeah that's the thing i hate about shows it's like you're never gonna like it the first like couple episodes when it's like a comedy you know yeah but i mean at the time people weren't binge watching it it wasn't there wasn't hulu or anything when it started yeah, know. you know so like it mm-hmm. gradually came into and people are only watching an episode a week instead of like five crap episodes in one day you know yeah mm-hmm. but dude everything with danny devito in that show is so funny yeah danny devito is sick he has so many good bits in that show is there any updates on um netflix doing the uh live action last airbender series um, not that I've seen. Cause, dude, that would be sick. That would be. Wasn't crazy. Airbender on, um, Netflix? Yeah, like, isn't the it still on there? Yeah, the is animation it? one is on there, but they're like thinking about making like a live action show, which would be cool. I know they flopped hard with that live action movie. <laughs> yeah, I was about to but, say, be careful there. Yeah, but so, as long as M Night Shyamalan is not involved at all, I think it could yeah. be all right. <laughs> was he the one that directed the last? Yeah, one? really. Yeah. Didn't he do That's six? Crazy, yeah. yeah. Yes, he did you know, six he did Unbreakable, mm-hmm. Split, and um, a bunch more. The thing with that yeah. dude is he's like his movies are either sick or horrible. Like there's no Unbreakable? in between. No, dude, that movie is. Is really that good. the one about like the track star who get? Is that the one about the track star or the guy who gets captured in the war? No. That oh, that's a different too? one. Okay. That's, that's um. I know what you're talking. About. That's unbroken. That, that's Michael Bay. Right. No, <laughs> that was a. I think that was like Angelina Jolie or something. Like as the director. Oh really? Yeah, it was. I think it was. It was a famous actress that directed that. I'm pretty sure. That's cool. Mm. But um, un unbreakable is the um. What's the dude from Die Hard? Uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce. It's Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson, and oh. um. Basically, the whole setup for the movie is this uh, Bruce Willis's character is on a train and it blows up at the beginning of the movie and he's the only passenger that doesn't die. Oh, damn. He basically finds out that he has superpowers. Whoa. But it's like the most... It's the well, like an M. Night show. Yeah. But no, no, look, <laughs> it's the train, most... Everybody dies. Superpower. No, hold, hold on. Hold on. It's the most grounded, like, in most, like, subtle superhero movie, mm-hmm. like, ever. Like, it's really good. Like, that's cool. That's cool. I, have you guys I would, seen like, Kick Ass? I think you guys would actually like it. <laughs> I have, and I've, that's, I've heard that was actually all right, though. What Kick Ass? Yeah, Kick Ass okay. is kind of sick. But um, no, I think you guys would actually like Unbreakable, yeah. though. Yeah, I'm down to watch it. Yeah, I've um, I've seen it a couple times. Really quick, back to the Avatar thing. If they do a live series, they need to make it like TVMA. Yeah. That awesome. like that's what I think like they should do like Game of Thrones but with Aang yes dude. that'd be awesome yes just hardcore just people <laughs> getting their heads chopped off I mean, yeah I, it really would be better I know like, like think about the Earthbenders and like people burning alive with the fire and shit I know it's and people's like, heads getting like ripped off with a rock like a psychopath <laughs> dude no that'd be awesome <laughs> it really would make it better and like don't make it all dark like. M. Night Shyamalan did make it like colorful, like the show, you know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think that's the, the thing though, with a lot of like these 
just in general movies and TV that want to show that like gruesome stuff is they, they, mm-hmm. they make it all like dark and they, they make everything about that movie dark, whether it's the yeah. tone or the story or how it's shot, you know? And you need a balance. Yeah. Like, like even though you're going to have people's heads cut off, doesn't mean this can't be like somewhat of a lighthearted story, you know? Yeah. And that's why I think Tarantino out of all the people that do really gruesome movies, uh, is like the best because yeah. it's still like a pretty movie to look at most of the time. And, and it's story. like fairly lighthearted, you know, Yeah. but you can still get dark when you need to, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I don't think he necessarily does like dark movies the best, but he does. He has a really good balance of like gruesome yeah. shit. And like, and I think that's what people are really missing mm-hmm. uh, right now. Like is, that balance because like like i just said like people go all in for one thing and not the other and they don't really find that balance they just focus on the one thing and like i I heard uh, oh i i was watching a um kind of like a uh, it's corridor crew uh stuntmen react to like Mm -hmm. just other like stunts for movies and whatnot and like the the most recent one that they had was with a stunt woman i can't remember her name but she was talking about how um they watched the Jackie Chan movie and they were basically just like, um, he's probably like the best stunt person, like with the best movies. Like, why don't they still make these movies anymore? They're like these action movies with like really amazing stunts, but they're like lighthearted. Like it's yeah. not like, it's not like these like super dark and like trying to be cool. Like, yeah. Kind of thing. Like it's like, it has that action, but it still has like a balance of everything in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I hope once the movie theaters start opening back up again, like, I just want to go to the movies and actually see, like, a movie that I would put in, like, my top five. Yeah, I I don't know if I'll ever even get a chance to do that. Like, well, I mean, I didn't see Parasite, which that could be close to a top five. Mm -hmm. Like, I missed that chance, but I just want more of those movies. Like, I feel like... A lot of times when I go to the movies, it's like just all right. I feel like that's been the last like five years I've yeah. been in the movies. But you know, well, I think like every year there's you know a thousand shitty movies, like a hundred, maybe maybe like fifty okay movies, and then there's like three really good movies. You know, and it's yeah, like it's sort of like movie. with albums or yeah. something. Because like yeah. last year, a bunch of great movies came out. You know, um, Parasite, The Lighthouse. You know, uh, fucking, what's that movie called? Uh, yeah, another one. You know, like, <laughs> but there's a bunch of, like, really good movies that are coming out. It's just I think we end up seeing the bad ones. Well, that's the thing with going to the movies. It's mm-hmm. a gamble. You're paying yeah. for a ticket to sit and see this one specific movie mm-hmm. that no one's seen before. So yeah. you don't. But when you see a good one, it's the best. Like, I went, yeah. I went into Parasite before, like, before the Oscar nomination came out and it was playing in like the big theaters, I saw it in like one of those small back theaters, you know, mm-hmm. and I had no idea what it was. I had just heard like, Hey, this is pretty good, but I had no context of like the movie. And that's why I think I was so blown away by that movie. You know, yeah. I think I would have been regardless, but I knew nothing. And so like to go, that's the cool thing about going into the movies. Like when it works out, it's like, Holy it's shit. Great. That was You're awesome. Just sucked yeah. in. Mm-hmm. on that huge screen with that surround yeah. sound, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. especially with a movie like Parasite where I had to read too. So I was like, I was trying to read and like, uh, like catch the visuals and catch like the suspense that was going on. And when yeah. you have to do that, you're so locked in that like, 
I think it really makes you like appreciate what you're watching. Fun fact: I still haven't seen Parasite. Dude, you got to like that's really like, though, isn't it? Yeah, dude, we should watch do, it. We should do Parasite. That would be fun. There yeah. is that. That's so much to talk about. Like I know, so good. We could do a long one on that. Two parts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, watch it then. That will be the next movie that I will watch. Yeah. Also, we'll do Fargo. Yeah. We should do Fargo next and Parasite. All right. Um. Yeah, about like going to the movies and stuff. Though it's really interesting how it's like going to the movie theater. It's sort of like that same like feeling you get from going to see a show live, like when you're experiencing that with other people. And like mm-hmm. when you leave the building at the end of the night, like if it's good, like if it's a good show or if it's a good movie, it's like inspires you to like a different level. Like if I've ever gone to like a really good show and as soon as I leave, the only thing I want to do is go home and like play guitar. Cause like mm-hmm. being in that room and experiencing that, like it's like a boost of creativity in some way. Yeah. I think the movies are, the, are sort of around yeah. like the same thing. They mm-hmm. are. Yeah. And I love when you go see like a, a movie that's really good. Like, especially it was cool with parasite because it was pretty, it was like halfway filled when we saw it. So it wasn't anything special, but still like, that movie draws you in so much and then it'll be really funny, you know? So it's like you hear everyone shut the fuck up and get like really locked in on the movie. And then you just hear this big laugh, you know? Yeah, and that's the yeah. best feeling is knowing that you're like on the same page with these other people. Mm, yeah. You know? When you have that kind of like interaction, even though you're yeah. in the movie, like, mm-hmm. you know, you guys gotta be quiet. I hate yeah. when people like have their phones going off or like oh, talking. It's like, dude, like I just paid ten dollars to sit yeah, here you spent so much movie. money to watch this like why would but you on the parts but on the parts of the movie where that's supposed to happen it's great yeah i know like yeah dude when me and Ethan saw that uh alex honnold documentary uh free solo free solo there was a dude in the back who literally stood the whole movie like he wasn't <laughs> being disruptive he was just standing it was really <laughs> creepy dude but like, you guys saw that in, in theaters yeah, yeah it was a actually a really good experience mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was on awesome. Hulu or something. Prime yeah. Maybe. And like we were in like, uh, like kind of in the back of that small theater again at red. And yeah. this dude was just standing behind us the whole time. And I just kept looking back and he's just, it was freaking me out, dude. Like he was just leaning against the wall. Just chilling. Yeah. Climber dude. Yeah. He was, no, he was like 70 with his like khakis <laughs> and his button up shirt tucked in. Like he was definitely not climbing shit. <laughs> That uh, free solo movie, really quick. That was badass. I feel yeah. like everybody oh, dude, forgot that so about sick. that whole thing really cool, really mm-hmm. quick. But like, that's still like the craziest feat ever. I know. It's so sick. Yeah, and that guy like is exactly who I expected would do something like that. You know, yeah, like yeah. just fucking doesn't care about anyone. <laughs> like, it's just like all I'm gonna climb this thing. Yeah, like, that was very strange. His yeah. interactions with his girlfriend. Yeah, but it's like, you know, awkward, yeah. dude. Yeah, dude, it was so weird. He was like, you know, she can leave whenever she wants, but like I'm uh, I'm never going to stop climbing. And he's like, I mean, yeah, I like her, but she's not like <laughs> she's not that important. And I was like, all right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like I would never give up climbing for her. Yeah, I'd be like that'd be fun to go to the premiere with her and watch this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Jeez. She's yeah. obviously okay with it. Yeah, I guess so. If but, they're still together. <laughs> 
Jeez, that would suck. I know. It's like, what have I gotten myself into? Now yeah. I'm going to be in a movie. <laughs> yeah, where this dude is just talking about how he doesn't care about me that much. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you got to be like that to do some stuff, like to climb a fucking side of a mountain with no rope. It's like, you got to mm. not care about anybody. It's like, if you have any like attachment to someone on the ground, it's like, you're going to think like, Oh, I could die doing this, you know? Well, yeah. Oh and that's, God. that's the thing that he was talking about. He was like, I don't have attachment for that. Or like he has attachment, but he's like, I don't mm. think about those things. Like I don't put them at such a high pedestal when I'm doing this because like, I don't want to have that fear. Mm-hmm. And cause when you have that fear, that's when you make mistakes because you're so worried about making the mistake. Yeah. And you just don't realize that you're going to mm-hmm. make it. Yeah. 2000 feet. Yeah, it's crazy. Dude, I was watching um uh top twenty five skateboarding um moments of the X Games history or whatever. Mm-hmm. And one of them was uh I don't remember his name, it was kinda old, but it was a big air it was a big air event and he uh he made the jump, like the, the long jump or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. came in, went up the ramp to get the height and completely bailed like Oh, I don't even oh. know, like 50 feet up in the air. And literally like he, 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 like when he pushed his board back, it pushed him out. So he oh. fell straight 50 feet straight onto the flat part. Jeez, dude. Like Damn. he basically jumped out of a building. That's crazy. It's, he literally like, uh, I mean, I don't know what the sense of time was that it just kind of yeah. got cut and stuff, but he like, he didn't even, he walked off. He walked off the, the vert ramp. Yeah, dude, that's those guys fucked. are just built differently. That's fucked. They really are. Like, like he had help from like, yeah. like, um, mm-hmm. paramedics, but like he was but still, dude, up. if that was me, I would have just laid there for like three days. Dude, like, his, his, yeah. his shoes, when he hit the, the, the bottom of the ramp, mm-hmm. like he literally didn't slide down at all. He hit the bottom. That was the first thing he hit. Mm-hmm. Um, his, both his shoes just flew off from the force. Jeez, dude. I don't get why people do that big air stuff. Like, yeah, it's awesome. Like to say you've done it, but one, I don't think it looks as cool as like street skating and you can get so much more fucked up doing it. It's like, they spend like the year round training, but at the same time, it's like also kind of the sickest shit ever. It is. But like when you're, but I can't watch more than like 20 minutes of it or I get bored. It's like, cause they're all just like spinning. Well, they're all going for as high as they can get on that. Part yeah. Once they once they come yeah. in off the actual like mm-hmm. jump. Yeah. To me, it's like, uh, have you ever watched you know any like surf documentary when there are people who like just go to different places year round to get like the biggest wave possible? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, I I can't imagine anything taking more balls than that. Besides climbing oh, yeah. a mountain without ropes. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, surfing is sicker because like there's sharks involved. <laughs> not all the time though rocks. yeah but you like just you don't, you don't go like crazy crazy far out yeah but just to know that at any point this dude could just get smacked by a great white like yeah, any it makes it more exciting it, at the any point at climbing up that mountain you could fall dude, off you don't know what that shark can do okay the mountain <laughs> well you do know what's gonna happen no, if you I fall know. off the mountain i know no the mountain's badass because you know if but he falls saying, there could be like bears and stuff too but i would say like a 50 foot wave <laughs> Might be crazier than like the mega ramp. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely. Yeah, like so if he falls and just breaks like his leg, like you know he might get eaten by a bear. Dude, if he falls, he falls he, he's his dead. body will just disintegrate. Yeah, but you know, if he get, I'm just saying, if he gets lucky, 
Honestly, like if he fell from that mountain, is it would just go into like the ground. He'd disappear. He'd be like, oh, he's dead. Like, that's he would just like he, he like just fall. falls like into his own grave. It, and they just like oh. put dirt over like where his body and his like grave looks like this from when he fell. Okay, so imagine. Wait, hold on. Let me let me see how. They would have you know, had like the, the whole thing done, but before he hit the ground. Yeah, so, you, you know that you know that whole thing where if you drop a uh, penny off the Empire State Building, it'll uh, like hurt somebody. Didn't MythBuster like prove that? I don't think they did. Uh oh. I don't know. <laughs> Not to miss somebody. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> really quick, before you continue, you're gonna say there was like a good part of my life, like maybe from '07 to like '09. Where every like thing you said, if it was something like that, there was always somebody in the group to be like, "Nah, there was a myth buster." buster That's not true. Yeah. Dude, fuck Dude, this before guy. Google, it was like MythBusters. Yeah. Dude, fuck okay, so how, how how tall was that mountain? How tall was the mountain that he climbed? Two thousand feet. Two thousand. You know how tall yeah. the Empire State Building is? How tall? Fourteen hundred fifty-four to Jeez. the tip. He climbed over that. That's crazy. Dude, I mean, I could insane. do it. But... Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm strong. Dude, I don't even think you'd get up 10 feet. No, I can't even do like a pull-up. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> this, dude, dude, this dude's doing pull-ups with his pinkies, dude. Yeah, like, da- got to. <laughs> Crazy. He Wasn't yeah. he on the Joe Rogan podcast? Um, yeah. I don't know. I think so. Yeah, he was. He, he was talking about how he just fucking... Took like Went three forward. shots of meth and just ran up the mountain. <laughs> that was his secret, dude. He was not sober doing that. I don't <laughs> believe it. <laughs> he was on something like fucked. He like, just like injecting <laughs> ketamine into his <laughs> neck. <laughs> he was, it was not. He was not sober. <laughs> there's no way. I think there's definitely a way. Yeah, I mean, he's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, y'all got your ideas. I got my conspiracy, (laughs) too. That guy was rolling on something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Remember uh, in Spider-Man 1, when he gets bit by the spider and there's, like, spikes start coming out of his hands? Yeah, that's what Alex's hands look like. He had something like that going on. Yeah. I would believe that. That, like, he got bit by a radio radio spider. spider. Yeah. Dude, going back to, like, awesome cinema movie moments, there's two of my, like, favorite ones. One of them was, um, did you guys go see Endgame? No. Oh, well, figures. But anyways, the moment where Captain America is holding Thor's hammer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dude, everyone. Huh? Wait, just (laughs) Dude, yeah, no, that was the whole moment. Was like it was re- he was he was one the only person other than Thor that's um, pure enough or whatever to be able to pick it up. Yeah. Um. But anyways, dude, the whole movie theater went crazy. It was so cool, yeah. bro. Honestly, like it was awesome. Dude, I can remember like Transformers three ending and the whole theater standing up and clapping. It, <laughs> it was so cringy. To Transformers three, like I no, it was it, no one was standing up and clapping. Everyone was just kind of like, yeah, like real quick. And then like as soon as it as soon as it cut to the next frame, everyone was yeah. dead silent. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's like sick. And then my other one was uh, did you, uh, 
Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse mm-hmm. where uh, it shows the clip of him walking down like the lane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like everyone was just that was dying funny. at that, making fun yeah. of that. That's funny. Dude, I have a real problem with Chris Evans. <laughs> Being <laughs> That dude is just a tool, dude. <laughs> I look at him and I get so filled with rage. You mean just looking at him? He looks yeah, like one? I'm just like, fuck this guy. Every dude, time I see that to people, Canceled. dude, I can do it to Chris Canceled. Evans. I can do it to Chris Evans. Canceled. I can do it to Chris Evans all I want. <laughs> the whole like he looks like the arrow we spin <laughs> on the on the deeper meaning of spirited away. Yeah, don't judge. Be a better person. There's just something I got with Chris <laughs> Evans. <laughs> dude, fuck Chris Evans, man. Everybody else, yeah, treat him fairly, but not that guy. Look at Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah, fuck Ryan Reynolds, dude. You guys don't like Ryan Reynolds? No, oh. absolutely not. What is good about him? He's, he's just like a worse looking Ryan Gosling and like not as talented or cool. He's funny. Dude, he's not that funny. He's funny. <laughs> if I like, if you, if there was like, Hey, go watch this Ryan Reynolds comedy that he wrote. I would be at home. <laughs> okay. Dude, that pool is sick. I hated Deadpool, dude. Really? <laughs> I, that, uh, I don't like. I don't. I just have a problem with superhero movies. I think I don't like a I lot of them. I know you do. I know you do. I plan to go and watch every uh, Marvel up to like Endgame. Mm-hmm. I'm just tired of not being a part of that club. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's like literally the biggest movie, pretty much ever right now. Or it was for like a so? second. Yeah. So yeah, when I see that, I'm like, okay, I want to go watch all of them and see it. Oh, okay, okay. I see, I see. Yeah. yeah. I thought you're saying you don't want to see it because of that. Oh no, I do. Like I totally do. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I don't know. I like. I stopped at like the (laughs) at the Captain America movies, (laughs) but that might just be my thing with Chris Evans. So maybe I'll go and watch some other. I mean, but but, like, there's. There's there's a lot of good movies in in there, but there's also some bad ones. Like yeah. Thor two sucks. I never I hated Thor one. I love the Iron Thor, Man. So Thor look so Thor one was okay. It wasn't the best Marvel movie by any means at all. Thor two just sucked, and Thor three was actually pretty good. But the yeah. thing with the thing with the newer Marvel movies is you just have to be okay with it being not like so realistic. Like, yeah. That's the thing. If if you weren't really into kind of like comic books or like mm-hmm. um, even just kind of like the history of mm-hmm. like the Marvel characters and whatnot, you, like I can see you not liking it just because like you're just going into a movie and it's yeah. it's like you, especially you, you love those like grounded in reality movies, like yeah. dramas and stuff like that. Usually mm-hmm. nothing usually too far fetched, you know. Whereas yeah. these movies are very like. Um, we have superheroes in this universe. Yeah, I don't mind do like all this. Yeah, I don't mind fantasy. I like a lot of fantasy stuff, but it's just like I mean, my problem is that I like, like you said, they're not all great. But I have to sit through like ones that are okay to watch, like the really good ones, you know, because they all tie in together. And I just well, hate yeah. that whole like, hey, watch forty of these movies to so you can watch Endgame and like like it. I like it because it's like the first. It's the first success, the uh, successful like movie franchise to do that, where like it can yeah. tie everything in, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, D, like 
this part in Endgame has to do with back in Avengers Two. Like that's mm-hmm. so sick. Like there or or this little detail in this movie that's kind of like a callback to the like first Iron Man movie that started this whole thing. Like that sort of yeah. thing. I think that's really sick. It's really cool to like see mm-hmm. the payoffs. Yeah, and, and I'm glad they like make it worth it for the people who really like it. It's yeah. just how much money they are pulling in because they're doing it is crazy, dude. You know, because they're like, hey, you have to see every single one of these movies and they're all like 12 bucks a piece. That's insane. It was also cool that they did that, though. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like connected every single thing. That's my thing. It's like I love superhero movies. Um, I just I think for me, it wasn't necessarily that I thought, OK, like I didn't really like the first Thor, But for me, it wasn't that I really thought any of them were inherently terrible. It just like I. I got to a point where they were coming out with them and I didn't see it and I, you know, wasn't as caught up. So it just turned into me like pretty much never going back and seeing one. But now that they're all out and I can just stream them, uh, I did the same thing with like Fast and Furious when I saw the last one with Paul Walker. Like I went back, watched them all. And I'd like to do that with the whole, what Marvel's done. Because they really did like, I mean, dominate the movie theaters for those years. So it's like, I I definitely want to see those and see what, the whole thing was, you know. Yeah, and you should watch it in chronological order. So, like, no, I will. Yeah, like, so, like, Captain Marvel would be the first one, even though that's one of the newest movies. Okay. Um, but you, or Captain America would be the first one. Sorry, and then Captain Marvel. You okay. can you can look up like a chronological like map on just the internet, just like Marvel movies in chronological order or whatever. But anyways, um, yeah, streaming them, and again, like, uh, they're not all great. Like the Hulk movie with Ed Norton, they literally changed oh, yeah. the fact that Ed Norton played him because that movie sucked. Yeah. Like I wouldn't even watch that movie. There's nothing to gain from watching that yeah. movie. Yeah, like the it's one like Edward Norton or whatever. Yeah, huh? yeah, that was like I think that was right after. It was either right before, or right after Iron Man. I think it was right before. No, no, because Iron Man was in the in the um, tone. Uh, what's his name? Robert Downey Jr. was in the end credit scene of Hulk. So I think it was right. Oh, after. yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. I saw that one. <laughs> See, yeah, that I think cool. I think that was like the time where I was really into superhero movies. It was like when that came <laughs> out and like Thor and like the first Captain America. And I was like, all right, man. Like, yep. I guess these Obviously, just suck. You, you know, the Iron Man's right. Yeah, I like the Iron Man. Movies. Uh, the third one was like fine. Third one sucked. Yeah, I really Ooh, liked I really liked the second one, though. Yeah, the second one was good. The first one was really good. First one's great. Third one was I love Gwyneth like Paltrow in those movies. She's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you just have to like. You, there's obviously it's a however many long movie series. Yeah, like there's going to be some duds. Yeah, I think just like when I was really excited about them is when they all sucked. Yeah, I guess you know, because like I remember I saw like the Dark Knight ones, and then I saw like the Hulk oh, and shit dude. like that, and I was like, all right, like I guess this I think, is over. <laughs> I think probably about Captain America two is when they really started to hit their mm-hmm. stride and just really make them yeah. good. Like, cause Captain America two was mm-hmm. like, you could look at that movie and not even like think about the superhero part. Like it's really like an espionage kind of movie. Yeah. Like, and I think really centered around being more of like a spy movie mm-hmm. with like, just like superhero aspects. Mm-hmm. I think. In my and opinion. I think that's the first movie where I was like, eh, I'm not going to watch these. Anymore. Really? <laughs> yeah. I think that was literally the one I decided not to go see. Oh yeah. Well, that's that's like about when I think they started to get real good, and they because that's when they all started. Like, each movie got its own little like voice and like its own like t- 
tone to it. And like they, uh-huh. they it wasn't just like a, oh, this formula worked for Iron Man. So we're going to do the same exact thing with Thor or yeah. that thing with this character. Like that's when they all started to get their own like style. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Bro, I mean, I'll tell you what I wish they do with movies like that is make them more like the Dark Knights and stuff. Like, yeah, that would I know. Be sick. Like not that the one, not that the you know the Marvel ones are bad or anything, but like if I could see more superhero movies through that Christopher Nolan lens, oh my I, gosh, dude! I think that would be awesome with certain characters, but it definitely would not work with all. Yeah, well, like for instance, dude, I honestly think Spider Man would actually be a good one because it's like, yeah, I don't know, I just think because the be whole cool. idea of Spider Man is that he's just like just like us and he's actually dealing with things just like we well you know i think those original spider-man movies are fairly close to that you know like they kind of did it first but like i think that's the perfect amount of dark that those movies could be you know because i don't think they could go full dark knight you know where he's like straight up murdering people on the thing that's the thing with like it's like it's all about kind of the character whereas batman is a very like obviously like he started out with that what that 60s show where he was very lighthearted, but like over time like even in like comics yeah, whatnot, he like a friendly neighborhood became, whatever yeah he became very like a darker character which mm-hmm. is why no one's um movies worked it's because like the people that are fans of the comics and everything as well as just the average moviegoer yeah. could agree that like that worked whereas if you try and make spider-man a little darker like yeah, I'm sure, like, there'll be, like, depending on how it's done, it could be good, but, like, not everyone is gonna. Yeah, I mean, like, don't even think it. about, like, the dark aspect. I just, I, okay, like, the last few Spider Man movies, not counting in the Spider Verse, that movie was sick. Like, dude, they're so, like, comic. Like, it, it's like, it feels like I'm watching a Walmart action figure. Everything he does, he's like, hey, watch out. Like, hey, it's like, it's like almost yeah. whack. That's what I'm saying. Like more, like less, like that. Like, like yeah. I want to see him like fucking cry and shit. I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. know. But uh, do you remember that Daredevil movie that came out? That like, sucked. A while the back? Ben Affleck one. I think oh, so. yeah. they could do like a cool thing so with bad. him though if they did like a new mm-hmm. one. Dude, you know, they did you ever watch the Hellboys? Yeah, I watched yeah. like the first one. That one was cool. I really liked that when I was little. But there's a Daredevil show on netflix okay. that's actually kind of what you're saying oh really it's actually, it's actually pretty good yeah is he the blind one yeah. yeah that's cool um but the show's actually pretty good i feel like i need to go and watch like the x-men because i feel like like logan like you were talking about yeah. that the other day yeah but you don't really need to see the x-men to see logan well i just kind of like, want to like, in general because yeah. i, that I like I the original x the first the, there's okay so my thing is like the first one was good. I think the second one was good too. But by the like the last, I don't know. The first like solo Wolverine movie they did was really cool. Which like before Logan, Logan. I don't Wolverine? remember what it was called. Yeah, I think it might have just been called Wolverine. But I really liked that movie. I remember First Class looking cool. Mm-hmm. Was, it, was it just the wool? What did you say? What? <laughs> Bailey. <laughs> you like cut out and you're like <laughs> I said the X-Men first class movie looked good oh that, that was one was cool, cool. Yeah, was that like that the one cool. where like uh, Magneto and uh, Professor X were like younger yeah yeah, yeah that, I like that one the dude that was in Split plays a 
Professor mm-hmm. X. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, again, I think it's the same thing with any movie is that um, story in like the tone of the movie kind of has to reflect how the character is. And for a lot of the characters in comic book movies is they have already been established. Yeah. So as well as, be, as well as trying to find a new voice that works with the movie, they also have to keep true to what they've already established for however many years with that character, you know? Yeah, I gotcha. And that's the thing with like, you know, doing like a darker, like a dark, dark movie with like Spider-Man or someone from Marvel is like, they never like kill anybody. Right. Like that's their whole thing. Or at least either. it used to be. No, Batman's I mean, killed people. Yeah, Batman kills no, people. No, dude, in Dark Knight, uh, no, it's the third one. Him and uh, Anne Hathaway are fighting, and she picks up a gun. He's like, no guns, no killing. Like, that's, yeah, but that's just in the movie. movie. In the comic books, he's killed people. Yeah. Well, I know, but that movie's better because it does nothing. Like, it doesn't fall. I think, honestly, the movies that are stick closer to the comics are kind of worse. It's the same thing with video games. It's like but see, when the new Halo's saying, came it, out, they stuck closer to the books, and it just it was terrible. But that's what I'm saying, though, is, is it, it, for you, it doesn't work, but you were never into those comics. Yeah. So, you, so you're not the fan base. Like, obviously, they're going for everyone. Don't get me wrong, but I'm saying, like, you're, like, they have to also think about the people that are invested in this and have been invested in this since they've been reading comic books or whatnot. And they yeah, also have to think about people movie, you know. I know, but we were just talking about those three Batman movies were awesome, and like they were. There's smart. actually some comic book stories that are way better than the movies. Yeah, I'd believe it. I'm just like never gonna read it. I know. <laughs> um. No, I see what you're saying though. Yeah. yeah, I think there's definitely like a healthy medium, but that's like why I kind of didn't like the newer Spider Mans because I feel like they were sort of getting too close to like the comic book side which i guess some people might like but it yeah, sort of felt I, like, like every scene i was reading like a pop art like comic book and i was like eh, this is a little goofy we can we can all agree though that, that the andrew garfield spider-man is the worst one. Oh yeah really i thought the first amazing spider-man was way better than the tom holland ones oh dude i hated andrew garfield no. really i like i, I thought he I was like the it. absolute worst thing to happen to that franchise yeah. And like I think Tom Holland is amazing Spider-Man. Like, it, like, like you said, it's close to the it's close to the comics more because like he's more of that, um, kind of just that like witty teen, yeah. which is exactly how he is in the comics. Whereas, um, who who was in the uh, the Sam Raimi Toby Toby McGuire Spider-Man was kind of like um, serious and a lot more um, mm-hmm. uh, kind of secluded to himself a little bit. Yeah, I don't mind Tom Holland Spider Man. It's just not my favorite. Like, no, I know. Yeah, I, I, I really did not like Andrew Garfield. I thought everything he yeah, I did, I would have wanted it the opposite way. And like, that Tom second Holland's amazing like, Spider Man movie. Oh, with Jamie Fox, that one was awful. Yeah, I didn't yeah, like the second really one. I, I like, I like the first one though. The first one wasn't terrible, but in terms of next to Tobey Maguire, Tom Holland, I don't think it was. Yeah. 